Radio. This is Catholics Read on cradio.org.au. Hello and welcome to this episode of Catholics Read. I'm Luke. And I'm Kiara. And I'm Victoria. And in this episode, we are reading Cinderella. The Grimm. The Grimm's Grimm. Brothers version of Cinderella. That is correct. That is correct. Which is not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I expected out of it. Um, but yeah, I, I have an impression. I've, I've read other Grimm's fairy tales, and they are well rather gruesome. And this I thought this one was, was grim. Gruesome. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad. I was only yeah. a few bit. There was only a few bits Spoiler cut off. Alert, feet. Uh, just a um, flesh wounds. Spoiler yeah, alert. Literally, you know. Before, before we start talking about all the awful things <laughs> that are in it. Um, Go look it up. Uh, just look up, like, Cinderella Brothers Grimm. It'll come up. You'll find it. It will or, take you five minutes. Yeah, we'll, we've, we'll have a link on the website. So it'll take you, like, yeah, five, ten minutes to read it. Go do that right now. Yeah. And we are back. Uh, unless you didn't actually go and listen. You just sat there listening to the music, in which case, uh, welcome back after those five seconds or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking about the Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm's adaption, I guess you could say, of Cinderella. It was uh, the recording. It was a, it, no, no, no. It's... A, it's Cinderella. No, no, no. It was a German. It was German folklore. Like no, this no, is an no, oral no. tradition. No, it was. No, I've got the facts. Victoria, oh, Victoria she's got the facts. The facts. Um, it are a fact. It was. It originated, and I've read. Uh, I haven't read it in Italian. Uh, it's a. It was a, a tale from Naples by Gian Battista Basile, and it was um, uh, Cenerentola. I Cenerentola. Cenerentola, yeah. yeah. I remember exactly. watching it. And, um, it, means, it means Cinderella. Oh, it means the same thing. It means, yeah, it means it, the same thing. Yeah. And um, then there was one that came a little bit after, which was uh, Cendrillon by uh, Charles Perrault. That was the French version. And then after that came Alshin Putel by <laughs> the Brothers Grimm. So that's that's yeah. the that's the chronological order um, yeah, of the so, folklore. And we... there have been books written on like how this, like there are apparently like 370 versions of Cinderella or something. Mm. And people have studied where the variations come and why, and when when the glass slipper came in, when the pumpkin came in, uh, the fairy why godmother, so, that yeah. sort of thing. So I have to I have to apologize at the moment because I'm probably going to be coughing and spluttering throughout this episode. Um, so yeah, I'm just putting that out. there. If Luke stops mid mid sentence, it's because he's turned away to not cough on you. Having yeah. said that, though, it is high time. Kiara and I have both been. Quite sick on on the show as well, so it's time for you to sound a little bit raspy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, see, I was always under the impression that it was a, it was mostly, it was mostly German, and it was an oral folkloric tradition that was eventually that was just that was written down by the Brothers Grimm, as opposed to, um, you know, kind of it, it being. I didn't realize that there were so many other stories. Yeah, well, when so you, many other the, traditions along similar lines. Um, the the Italian one by Basile is um. It's, it is rather different. Like, yeah. there, there are some certain, certain elements. I was going to say, the Brothers Grimm wouldn't have recorded that because it would have been too Catholic for them. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. The first sentence is pretty Catholic. Oh, they were very anti-Catholic. They're the, they're the ones who started the whole Easter is a, you know, East, the Easter bunny is not a Christian tradition, is a pagan oh, really? tradition. Yeah, they're the, one, they're the ones who started because that whole thing running the first, around. In the first, um, the first line yeah. of, of this is, a rich man's wife became sick. And when she felt that her end was drawing near, she called her only daughter to her bedside and said, Dear child, remain pious and good, and then our dear God will always protect you, and I will look down on you from heaven and be near you. That sounds pretty Catholic to, like, the last bit about I will look down from heaven sounds 
Mm. Like may, may I add that in the um, the most recent film that's just come out, the Cinderella 2015, mm-hmm. the um, remain pious and good gets changed to have courage, have and, be courage kind. and be kind. Which I still think yeah. is fantastic. Which is lovely, but I think the kind is just... Um, uh, it's a bit fluffy. No, I don't think no, so. I think, because see, it's... I was thinking about this through. I recently saw it as well. So there's going to be a lot of comparisons to the film in yeah, this. In. Yeah, we, we've all seen it quite recently. So and we all um, loved it. It was it was gorgeous. It was fantastic. I thought. But I think that the because I was thinking about that as well. It's like oh, no, 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 nice. no. The way but they mean tempered. it is, um, it's tempered by the have courage thing. Yes, and also the that's... kindness was radical because you because she faced cruelty and she mm. still chose to be good to to yeah, put the, to put their goodness over like, themselves. No, I didn't. I didn't take it as you know, be kind and let people push you around and all no, that sort of stuff. No. I do understand that it was more in the vein of maybe even compassion, like especially in terms of the animals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I just thought now that but I know what it originally was, was yeah, I feel like. But that was gone yeah. long before. Yeah. Yeah. That was gone long before. Yeah, the Disney film, I don't think. would. I've never seen the Disney film. <gasps> really? I've never seen the no, animated film? I, I, I had to explain this to so many people that... You didn't have sisters, I, did you? I did have sisters, but I'm, I am a male child of the 90s. Okay, <laughs> I saw all the girly films that were produced in the 90s. I saw Beauty and the Beast and all those it, ones. Okay, a little bit better. But I didn't see, like, Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or any of those ones because I was a boy and I lived in the 90s. Continue. My brother, my brothers saw them all, whether they liked it or not. But yeah, you, same but with I my was brother. the eldest, and so were you. Yeah. See, see, I yeah, think okay, my sister I probably think, had yeah. to put up with like you know the Lion King and that kind of stuff. As I well. love the Lion King. Don't Toy put Story. up with the Lion King. No, no, no that's true. That's it graces true. you with its presence <laughs> on the oh, screen. Righty, we've got a Lion King fan in here. Watch out. <laughs> anyway, as you're saying, um, yeah, the 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 Catholicity. Of the story is um, oh the the Christian the Christianicity of the story I don't know <laughs> Christianity what's the, the word for that Christ Christic I don't know audience if there's a word for that please <laughs> Let send us it know. in yeah Let we'd love know. to know it's probably a really obvious word <laughs> oh. I just can't think of right now yeah because um, Christian element sounds so blasé it's no that wouldn't make any sense I was gonna say Christological but that's a different word that's, that's very a, specific that's a specific discipline although there are some Christological themes we can pull out here anyway anyway, anyway uh, I just let's... slapped myself in the face um metaphorically which is no no I literally just oh. did it um, <laughs> unintentionally but anyway you might actually have heard that on the microphone um yeah yeah I think it is quite interesting how it does from the outset like the the mother tells the child to to be was it be, be good and pious, yeah, remain, remain pious, pious and, and good, good. Um, which I think is lovely. I think it's great, but I mean, does that? Do you think that that flows through to the rest of the story? It's um, interesting because I think does the it piety... kind of just sit there at the start and never really. No, 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 because you see that Cinderella. Um... It it is a very brief tale. I, like it doesn't go into uh, yeah, motives that's, that's or true. particular. Uh, it's psychological very... uh, insights also, into what people it doesn't are really have an, thinking. It doesn't have 90 minutes to flesh out. It really doesn't. No, but on. also you got to remember, this is a children's story as well. So he's <laughs> speaking to, you know, it's a story told to young children. They just take it for granted. And I guess once you know, you've, established, you've established the character at the start, you don't necessarily need to, to keep reinforcing it. And you don't need to go into, you know, intimate depths and the conflict that they have within and all this sort of stuff. Like, that's really postmodern. 
and really, ad- really adult. So this is a children's story, yeah, so and it's just she prays. It says here, um, when after her mother passes away, um, they they bury her somewhere on the estate, and um, she goes to. It's at, at first it says she goes there um, to to visit her, to cry and to pray, and then things get worse. And it says Cinderella, Cinderella went to this tree three times every day, and beneath it she wept and prayed, um, which is very sad. It is very sad. But it also gets a bit absurd at some point. Um, oh yeah, but you know what? No, it's very. It's I. I just found it fast because I. I'd never read this story before, mm. um, and so all I had to go on was like the the story. I already knew this. Like just everyone knows the, the story. Everyone knows the story, um, or at least the kind of disnified version, mm. or at least the anglified version yeah. um that we have which is like the... cinderella she she has her mum dies her dad dies she's got the stepmother the two two bad stepsisters who are in the disney film they're the ugly stepsisters aren't they in the, in i the... always thought they were ugly and then in, like in, in the in adaption the... and in this they're beautiful they're me- that was the, the, that, that was, whole that paradox was, yeah, they're sorry. meant to be they're meant to be very beautiful and ugly on the inside mm. yeah which i think is awesome yeah, and like um, that's what, and that's what Kate Blanchett really emphasised when she was on the set of that movie too. She said, "Ah, rem-, you know," she, and she said to the director, "Ah, remember, it's the wicked stepmother, not the ugly stepmother." Which I just have to, I just have to like pause for a moment in this. So <laughs> Kate Blanchett did amazing, she, amazing job. She, she did an amazing. That job. was fantastic. That and, like that's those final scenes. And she did, and and I oh, love the bit where. Cinderella says, "How spoiler how, alert? Yeah, no, sorry, I've got to, I've got to talk about this because this is incredible. The bit in the film where Cinderella basically calls her out and says, why how, are you so cruel? Why are you so cruel?' Because she says, you are innocent. You are innocent you are and you are good.' And, and I am. And she doesn't and, complete the sentence. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was fantastic. And like, but it's like you know, I'm not Kate Blanchett, but so I can't quite deliver. It uh, but the thing that I lo- did, I think but... the thing that I did like about that is that Disney was not apologetic about the fact that she was cruel." Because they didn't try and be like (laughs) and try and explain it away to do this stuff these days. I mentioned this in uh, it's wicked and in Maleficent. Yeah, Maleficent's a classic where it's just like, oh, they're only bad because no, this was like a straight out. This person, these people are evil, and they shouldn't be. Yes, they don't have to be. No, they they, don't have to be evil, and they are choosing to be evil, and it's to their own ruin. Yes. Which is fascinating. Yeah, um, which is yeah, which is totally flies in the face of Maleficent, which totally inverted the Disney story on its head. And I didn't particularly, I appreciated the movie that for was what Snow it was. Snow White was it? No, no, Sleeping Beauty. Maleficent Sleeping Beauty, okay. is the villain in Sleeping That's Beauty. That's right. The one that turns Jolly. into a dragon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which she doesn't actually do in the. Oh, movie, what a shame. In the end. You haven't seen Malef- Maleficent? No. You should watch it. Just, just, just for your own. Um, yeah. Just for just for an alternative perspective, but yeah, don't uh, don't ever let children watch that movie. It is not appropriate for children. Right there you go. There we go. Heard yeah. Here first. Um, well, getting back first. to the story. Yeah. Something so, I, I mean, found. I was, oh no. Sorry. Go on. No, I was just talking about like continuing on that line of like does I guess the what what's set up in the first line continue throughout the story. Um. Yeah, it does because, and you see it when she, you know, when you know her father was going to, you know, was going to the fair, and he asked his daughters what they should bring back for him, and you know the two stepdaughters say beautiful dresses and pearls and jewels, you know, really materialistic, and Cinderella says, "Father, break off for me the first twig that brushes against your hat on the way home," and you see that in the movie as mm. well. Um, and so, you know, so he goes and he buys the beautiful dresses and the jewels for his stepdaughters and on his way home he was riding through a green thicket and a hazel twig brushed against him and knocked off his hat 
he broke off the twig and took it with him. Um, and you know, and Cinderella gave it, you know, and he gave him the gave Cinderella the twig, and then she ran off to her mother's grave and she planted the branch and she wept so much that her tears fell upon it and watered it. It grew, became a beautiful tree. Like that, I think is a re- that's really significant because Hazel held a really um, <laughs> Hazel was a really poignant symbol okay. in German folklore. Hazel, yeah, so Hazel was Hazel was seen as a plant of he- was was a healing. Oh, okay. Well, you know, is that it was where a medicinal we get, plant. Like, witch hazel. Yeah, that's where, witch like hazel, that? that's where ah. witch hazel comes from. So it was a medicinal plant, mm. and it, um, so it had associations with, um, you know, sort of healing, and um, also, you know, also like going right back into the German pagan traditions too. It was almost seen as magical. It was seen as. A pl- you know, a, you know, if there were if there was witch hazel around, it was a good thing. Okay. If oh. there was hazel around, that was a good thing. Hmm. And in addition, it also was food as well because you got hazelnuts. Hmm. There you go. So I think that's yeah, that that does make a little bit of sense there because that's you know like her her tears water that twig and it grows into a beautiful tree and, and from that tree. Oh, how... that's where all the magic happens. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She has that. That's Which... where all the graces and blessings come from. That's actually another interesting thing, I think, as well. Um, something that I noticed within this is that it's not afraid to have elements of, not necessarily magic, but... Supernatural intervention. Yeah. And in, you in can see... In a kind and, of and... way to... Um, and it's clearly... Yeah. Yeah. And it's, similar, it's significantly marked by a white dove. Mm. Which is obviously the Grimm brothers saying it's the Holy Spirit, mm. you know, blessing her with, with blessing her with gifts, and you know, and it's directly related to her internal state of being pious, being faithful, and being good and kind. And the fact that and it's she over receives her blessings, grave, um... and it's by her mother's grave. It it comes from the from the hazel, it comes from the hazel bush. The dove sits in the hazel bush and grants her the things that she the things that she wishes for so it's also implied that her mother's interceding because yeah. it's over her grave yeah. some some um uh adaptations of this version even have the mother granting the wishes yeah which is um, where the fairy godmother thing eventually probably comes uh, from in the disney oh, okay. which is probably yeah, where it comes from in the so. final disney form that we have now uh i think the fairy godmother comes from the fairy godmother uh there is a fairy in the Italian version. Uh-huh. Um, and then mothers. And then there's the a fairy godmother in the French version okay. by uh, Perrault later on. Yeah. Um, but there's there's some form of fairy or mother well, in yeah. all of them doing does stuff. Anyone, does yeah. anyone know what the... If the fairy's in the original Italian version... Mm, one what's, fairy. What's the, what's Significance. the deal with the fairy with regards to, I guess, the religious aspect of it? Because that seems almost to me like... From the from what I understand of the Italian, like, the, the father goes the, abroad. The German Lutheran. I'm guessing the brothers Grimm were Lutherans. Yes. Yeah. Version seems more Catholic than the. The the no fairies fairy fairies have got a really interesting. I guess they're in Shakespeare. Well, fairies have got a really really interesting place in sort of the folkloric and the human the human psyche and the human history. psyche they're through always history. There. They're they're they're. In many ways, they could be seen as like angels. They're supernatural beings mm. that don't always, you know, and, and quite often fairy, like it's only very, it's only sort of in the later, more modern, like early modern times that you see fairies with more fairies with good intentions because most of the time in ancient mm, pagan tradition, yeah, fairies were seen, like fairies the, um, were very ambiguous. They were like often the dark. Ancient, yeah, like Puck from Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, they were. The ancient gods, where it's a bit like, oh, they could be good, they could be bad. Yeah, they were. They were, at, at sure. most, at most, they were neutral. You know, they were sort of morally. You know, they they could be good or bad, but mm. more often than not, they were 
you know they were bad and they were mischievous and they were um, they caused tr- they caused trouble among humans. Whereas, you know, in the early modern period, I think you start seeing a more turn towards fairies as being agents of go- agents of even good. even so though in J M Barrie's Peter Pan uh, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is extreme extremely ambiguous in fact i think she's more evil in the book yeah she, she probably is um yeah so you know it does pervade all throughout history and fa- fairies yeah go kind of I where mean, the story needs it, it them echoes, to go it definitely echoes like i, I mean it's probably because i'm doing greek like ancient greek philosophy at the mm. moment but it does kind of remind me a lot of the of that ancient greek idea of, of like the the supernatural yeah. where it's a bit ambiguous yeah, like, it's a bit. Uh, but see, this know, is it's I not think necessarily good, and it's the Christian. I think the Judeo-Christian tradition that kind of brings in this. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. You know, the the most powerful being is definitely good. Mm. Like, don't start bringing your ambiguous garbage. Yeah, and um, but see, I think fairies are the physical in this in stories are the physical manifestation of the spiritual world. So mm. they kind of. In a way, without being too terrifying, refer they're they're kind of a less terrifying way of referring to angel, you know, the spiritual the spiritual battle. In yeah, a way, I'm just trying to think they're, because of... because remember this story is for children, so angels and demons are terrifying, and even even understand you know that understanding was quite um, you know was yeah when quite angels common. when so scaring scaring children with tales of angels and devils was not what they intended, but. Fairies and goblins. Fairies and goblins are the child-friendly version, in a way, or you know, good yeah, fairies and about bad it that fairies. Way. I don't know. Maybe hmm. I'm wrong. And if anyone is an expert on, you know, early I'd modern say it's and a pre, very complicated. Yeah, if anyone is an expert on fairy folklore, please feel free to correct me. But that's my understanding <laughs> okay. of that. That's kind of my interpretation of it. There would have been be... bajillions of PhDs written on this sort of I'm stuff. Sure I'm going to are. find them later. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure there are. And I'd love to see how the different cultures had of. Their adaptations of this, of Cinderella, and um, yeah, because I don't and know how they dealt with this kind of intercessory being. Like, I mean, the one that we're reading kind of has the the dove and the tree. As uh, Victoria pointed out, there's originally a fairy, and then a fairy godmother in the French version. Um, yeah, it would be quite interesting to see. I think Kiara. Yeah, I, and I do love the I do love the fact too. At the end, when the prince is coming, when the prince comes, you know, to try, you know, because he gets he gets the the gold. It's a golden slipper mm. in this version. After you know, three days of dancing with this beautiful girl in a gold, you know, in a gold dress. Who may I? Who, race who, who may I add? Goes home not because there's a curfew. The curfew is actually in the French version, not in the Grimm's Tale. She goes yeah. home because she's simply tired. Yes. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> what a what a pretty she hides, she, hides the, she hides in the, in the pigeon coop like, or something. It just, it's implied that she goes home just because simply she was ready to go home. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cute. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. But I also like you know. So the prince, you know, so the prince comes and you know he meet you know, and so the ugly stepsister, the sorry, not the ugly, the wicked stepsisters try on you know try on the shoe and they go away out of vis- out of view to try on the shoe because <laughs> it doesn't fit. And so the solution to that problem was to cut off bits of their yeah, feet at the encouragement of their mother. Yeah. Toe didn't fit, cut it off because you won't have to go on foot when you were queen. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, look, the sh-, and the prince obviously cannot see the profuse bleeding from amputated <laughs> flesh. So the pigeons yet. have to the pigeons point have it out. To and nobody, but the thing I love, nobody thinks twice about a pigeon talking <laughs> and telling you, hey, look, her foot's bleeding. <laughs> Hang on, Sorry, we've got a, we've got a quote. I know it's a, I know it's a fairy tale, but I love. Sorry, the, we've got a quote. I, this the is pigeons. the Disney. All right, 
Rook de goo, rook de goo. There's blood in the shoe. The shoe is too tight. This bride is not right. <laughs> I, I would Thank love you, to pigeons. know what that is in German. <laughs> you know, and he looked. He then looked at her foot and saw how the blood was running from it. He turned his horse around and took the false bride home again, saying that she was not the right one, and the other sister should try on the shoe. Like that's. I, I just love how no one like bats an eyelid at a pigeon talking. <laughs> and I think that's the. I think that's the. That's the great humor that. What Disney took from these stories was, you know, hey, a talking pigeon. And, what um, do we do? We listen. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Better pay FYI, attention. What they say is. Is this, my apologies to German. Is this in German? My apologies to German. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same. It's it's ruktiguk ruktiguk, blue ist umschuk, der schuk ist der klein. The rich brat sits not dahim. Da- dahim. Yeah. I butchered that. I really apologize. <laughs> but it sounds to lovely. But it does but read it's, it. It's translated in this one as there they go, there they go. There is blood on her shoe. The shoe is too small. Not the right bride at all. Ah, oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. So that's what it's translated into English. Um, but yeah, it's the, this one, the version we read, kind of keeps the, um, the rook de gook thing. Um, yeah. That's sort of what pigeons sound like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think it's about yeah, high true. time that we uh, mention something that's very different in this story. That Luke and I, and I'm sure Kiara as well, were mm. quite uh, surprised to find that the the father is still alive through this whole story. Yes, through this, doesn't this... seem to really care that um, his his daughter has been although demoted. He does, although he he does ponder whether this <laughs> mysterious woman that's dancing with the prince that's in the is, pigeon coop. And yeah. may, may I just add? Listen to this, and I can see why Disney and the other tales have him die because it wait, makes way more sense. Listen to this. Um, so this is after the prince uh, sees that the second uh, sister's foot is bleeding all over the place. He looked down at her foot and saw how the blood was running out of her shoe and how it had stained her white stocking all red. Then he turned his horse around and took the false bride home again. The false bride. (laughs) Um, This is not the right one either, he said. Don't you have another daughter? No, said the man. The man being... Cinderella's father, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Denying um, the fact that he... There is only a deformed little Cinderella from my first wife, but she cannot possibly be the bride. Ouch! He's and uh, what what um what I find so sad is the fact that he's taken on the name as well, but which careful, is actually careful, subverted. This, this one actually translates. Oh, okay. This is no," said the man. "Only my dead wife left behind a little stunted Cinderella." So it's very similar. Uh, it is impossible that she can be the bride. That sounds a little bit more like um like David King David's father. Yeah. Uh, which is like oh who who are the Jesse. Yeah. Jesse. Oh. Uh, sorry, Jesse. And Yes, and, you're right. Yeah, bringing out all out his all like, his sons. He's like, hang no, on. No, none of them are the prince. Where's no, the other? Where's the, the last one? You, you've got another the, the son. Little he's shep- like, oh no, it could yeah. be him. He's just the shepherd kid hanging out out there. I think that sort of oh, that's okay. more what it means. Look, yeah. I just it deformed was a really horrible. bad sort of This one has stunted. Okay. You know what probably stunted her? All the work that you shoved on her and didn't you know, yeah, and you let your new wife like but, and the fact that he's taken on I think that's the most poignant part of it that he's taken on the name Cinderella for her as well which is actually mm, um, subverted or yeah. actually transformed in the film because at the end the prince finally asks you know well not uh, he asks he's asked many times she doesn't answer but mm. when uh, she finally answers he says who are you and she says I'm Cinderella so she's taken on it's transformed and she's transformed it into something very powerful 
like that. This doesn't horse. happen here, really. Back in. Uh, oh, yeah. Back in. Um, back in the Great Divorce. Uh, the Great Divorce. Oh, back in the Great Divorce. I'm like, taking, back in taking that horse? something what? that has been your weakness and turning it yeah, into your, yeah. your strength. Yeah. Yes. Not quite the same. That but was, no. But, Cinderella's wasn't a sin. But, but yeah. no, but it's acknowledging too that that is her past and that is a part of who she is. And her regardless, and her, and her suffering is now glorified in a way because, and you see and you see it in the dress because it increasingly becomes more radiant, more rich, more beautiful. Yeah, that's what I like. Every day, because it's a three-day festival and three days she goes back to dance with the prince. Um, and, By the way, which I think, which is also very symbolic. Yeah, know. I mean, I think we don't have time to go into this, but we'll just put it out there for you that if you do read the story, I mean, I was thinking this through the film and that kind of thing. I mean, it doesn't quite work with the film because it's it's more of like a, it's more the, the Italian the prince, version rather than the and the, 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 prin- the prince has a personality, yes, and that kind of thing. So it's very hard to kind of, but, but you do have this Christological. That word has come back. Yeah. Um, element to the prince in this, you know, you've got the you've got the three days element, but you also have in a sense there that she's going and praying, and then I guess the that is how she, like through her suffering, through her tears, and then through the prayers that she has, she becomes I guess um, I don't want to say the word fitting because that's going to be. A bit theologically problematic. No, but for she, the prince, she like, becomes worthy. Our... Of, she becomes worthy of the prince, or she becomes, you know, yeah. I mean, our, it's, not, know, it's not perfect. No, it's still problematic. But I think there is still an interesting element, and there's there. a salvation metaphor in there yeah. as well, in a way. And so, I mean, look the the Christian, the Christian, the theological undertones of this are seriously powerful, mm. and these are just being absorbed by children. And like that's why I think you should, you know, despite all the gory bits like you know feet being cut you know bits of feet being cut off and blood and that sort of but thing. that's life that's what people do for power exactly you know and i mean i don't think and don't, they don't cut off their feet but they do equally they, ugly things yes yeah. and so you know that's um i don't think that that is necessarily problematic or too much for children because oh no absolutely it's I, you know, I was just more talking about it's not a precise analogy no it's not a precise um, analogy but it's a children's story yeah, so it's exactly. not meant to be it's meant to be it simple its, it's meant to be um mm. it's meant to be simple enough that children can understand and absorb these things um unconsciously so i think mm. the brothers grim despite the fact that they're a little bit anti-catholic by a little bit i mean a lot there's still a lot of really you don't good know, but you don't notice that in cinderella you don't notice no. it in this particular story no but their other stories are probably slightly more problematic if um you want to hear uh, a little bit more about like the christian elements that pervade um more like the the film cinderella but also the um probably more the french version um father baron robert baron who does the word on fire videos, um, yeah, videos. He, he does he did a great commentary on he cinderella does, Video commentary. he does film reviews watch his film review of this it's very well, better good yet, better yet read the article because it's on radio Ah. Uh, or you can watch you can watch the <laughs> if you really want to. Um or go and go watch the film yourself too. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's the it's best. Fantastic. It's like a movie you can literally take everybody to. Boys, mm. girls, young and old, and you will absolutely you'll everyone will find something in there to enjoy. Yeah. Like and honestly, if you don't enjoy it, you need to go and find your soul. Because <laughs> no, in all seriousness, because if there is something in that movie that you do not enjoy about that, seriously, I question whether you ha- whether you have, you know, whether you like sold your sold sold yourself to some you know to some darkness or whatever. Because that's like really, it's so gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> You're not allowed to not like this movie. I, th- I think that's where we should leave it. It's a good note to end on. Not a good note. 
but a fitting note. A fitting note. Um, so enjoy some, some hyperbole of um, some sort is always how we finish oh, these of course. things. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, even the toughest, most, like, you know, anti-Disney film critics I've ever come across love that movie. Yeah. You know why? Because it was a... It was a. It was exactly it was, what it was. It, it was, was exactly no, what it was it meant to be. It didn't go in there with, like, hi... Here's a kid's here's a kid's story. And here's a bunch of agendas I'm gonna chuck on the back of it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like it was just a simple, good story. That was, that was told, told well. beautifully. That's yeah, it. bravo, Kenneth Branner. You yeah. know? Well done. Yes, thank you for not ruining Disney movies. Yeah. Um I believe he also did Thor. <laughs> well, he's um, he's definitely good in my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also played Hamlet. Did and Guildroy Lockhart. <laughs> That's right. Forgot about Hamlet. He also. Um, Wait, are we talking about the same people? Yeah, who yeah. Are talking, who are you this talking is about? The director. Okay, good. And he also did the commentary um, like or the narrative voice for Walking with Dinosaurs. Did Something, he? yeah. Didn't know that. Hmm. I thought that was David Attenborough, but obviously not. No. Walking with Dinosaurs. You know who should do that? Anyway, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. Um, oh, you can't leave us hanging like Ringo, that. Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, because he does uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, okay. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's always a mind blowing moment when you find out that the drummer from the Beatles uh, was the was the. It's the, know, fat the fat controller. controller. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. It's very thick Liverpool accent. Yeah, it's anyway. Great. All right, so that's enough time for today. Oh. Um, I managed to get through it by only coughing about three times, and hopefully you didn't hear any of them. Uh, and next time, again, I don't know what we're reading next time. Does anyone? We're, have we're in the height of sort of uni crunch. Oh, it's, it's whatever we can it's read on the tough, train yeah. on the way here. That's what we're going to be reading. <laughs> uh, but please send in suggestions. We're going to be reduced okay. to like you know, like whatever's on the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald. <laughs> that's what we're reading this week, folks. Luke. If we ever get to that point, I am going to slap you. Or like just to snap you out yeah, of your please, desperation. Please something that's on like uh, a fantail wrapper or something. <laughs> Quick, we have a pile of papers on the desk. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll keep We'll put a bit of thought into it. Stuff. Okay, so join us next time for Catholics Read. Bye. 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 That was an episode of Catholics Read from cradio.org.au.